good rise good day wholeness to you first last as well and to everybody else peace 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 um i'm gonna be a, a little bit quicker today because um this is kind of like a this is like a drive-through or a pass-through session on my way to uh getting some other things accomplished all right but um let's see it's about 6:51 now yeah it's about 6:50 so i will that uh everybody's up and well rested and had some fruitful thank you kashia peace shannon as well and had some fruitful visions um you know and this will probably you know i'm not going to go too long on this one but um couple things i'm gonna jump right into it okay so tying up peace Sherelle, your self-worth into what you do i've already addressed it before and you know it seems to still be such a common theme you know peace quindy you know uh it seems to be still such a common theme you know um what i do validates who i am what i am or my position you know, in the universe. And I'm just going to drop a, a little lug real quick. You know, there's going to come a, di- a time, peace night. There's going to come a time where people are going to look at you, are going to see you walking down the street or wherever, and they're going to point and they're going to say, didn't that person used to be? Wasn't that the, you know, there's going to come a time where you cannot do peace and dream what you used to do where you're no longer doing what what you think signifies you as an important person you know so always um be able to think forward always be able to think think ahead and um recognize that your value and your worth is never tied up in into what you're doing but really in your your willingness and your ability to take the journey your willingness and your your ability to serve Really, that's that's really what it is. And that's really just obedience, you know, because a lot of times there's certain things that we want to do because there's things that we consider that will make us valuable people. It's things that we consider that will um, maybe take us to the next level. Or here's, here's the important one. Um, Peace, Anna Maria. There's things that we think that will make us happy. Okay, so... We start to, peace, Baba Cruz, we start to create our affirmations and our prayers around what we think will make us happy. You know, if I just could find a good wife, I would be happy. If I could just, you know, get married and have some children, I'd be happy. If I could just get into it and move out of this neighborhood and move into a better neighborhood, I'd be happy. If I could just get some money in my pocket, I'd be happy. You know, like... And we start to tie all of these things up. And the thing is that a lot of times we don't realize that we'll never get those things. Oh, give thanks, Quindy. I appreciate it. You know, a Christian. <laughs> um, let's see, utilizing your other name. You know, um, appreciate that for the super chat. But sometimes we don't realize that <clears throat> our, our desires sometimes they are in alignment with what the creator wants for us but we don't get them until we stop desiring and that's a very important point that i want you to recognize and realize you may say oh i want that perfect relationship i'm I'm lonely or i want that job i don't have money or i just want the money you know peace peace jay hudson you know all these different things and we will not get it until we stop wanting it See, because a lot of times the thing that we're desiring and the thing that we're wanting, we're wanting, excuse me, is on the path to what exactly it is that we're supposed to get. But we're fixated and stuck on one thing. You know, people come to me all the time and say, I, I, I'm trying to get my finances together, chief. I, I want more money. And I'll say, what do you want more money for? And then they pause. Um, and then they'll start making up things. And I know when they're making up things. Well, I mean, I want to be able to help my family out. I want to be able to do things for people. No, you don't. Because if you did, you'd be doing that already with the little bit that you have. You just have a, a fixated desire and a historical desire to want more money. Sometimes 
we have these fixations from childhood. You know, we may have grown up without a lot of money. So we grow up, you know, we get older with deficit models, you know, and we still have this, this concept, a self-concept of, I don't have it. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. I'm broke. I'm broke. I don't have it. I don't have it. So now that becomes our every desire or that every, our every intention is I got to get it. I got to have it. And, you know, sometimes we, you know, we're fighting for something and we don't even know what the war is about. We don't know. We don't even know what we're fighting for. And the creator may want us to have wealth. The creator may want us to have abundance and to have riches, but it's not only our reasoning behind wanting it that makes no sense, but it's the, it's the fact that we want it so much makes it that we'll never get it because we're wrapped up into this idea that I won't be what I want to be or what I'm supposed to be until I get it. I won't be happy until I get it. I won't be a whole person until I get it. I won't be fulfilled. Peace, brother Vermont, until I get it. So as a result, you never get it. When you stop wanting it is when you'll actually get it. And when your desire is placed around purpose, no, you know what I want? I just want to fulfill my purpose based on what the creator tells me, not based on what I think it should be, not based on my own self-aggrandizing, none of that. Whatever the creator wants me to be and places me, that's what I want. And then what happens is things then come by default, right? So that's that's one half of what I wanted to share. And like I said, I'm not going to be long today because I got a lot um, and I have to do a session with someone um, pretty soon. But the other thing about it is that a lot of times we abandon our power of choice because um, we're stuck into control mechanisms, right? So I, I want to I give you some, some hints on sometimes what that looks like. Um, because again, this, we're thematically still looking at how we can command our day, right? So one of the ways, you know, sometimes people get a little confused, like, how do I know when it's like my lower half speaking or how do I know it's it's an it's an obstacle based spirit speaking versus the creator speaking to me, you know, or my or my spirit guide or my God is speaking to me because when your creator or when the divine speaks to you, it's all based around leading. It's all based around guidance. And that's a those that's a very important distinction. I know it may sound small. Peace tracing. It may sound small, but it's a very important distinction. The distinction between leading and guiding, as opposed to when an external peace system and their obstacle spirit is speaking to you, it's all about control. Okay, so that's the that's the fine line. If you could you could create a delineating line between the creator speaking to you and a disturbing spirit or an obstacle spirit speaking to you, it's always going to be control. So the, so the creator is going to lead you. Hey, you, over there is where I want you to be. Over there is where I want you to direct. And then you have the power of control. I mean, you have the power of choice. I can choose to follow in the direction that I'm being led, right? As opposed to sometimes I get people who tell me, you know, I had a dream last night and I woke up or or I just woke up and something was on top of me. and I couldn't move, you know, and, you know, they think that that's God communicating with them. Like I couldn't move until I, I surrendered. The creator doesn't work that way. You know, like you're not going to be forced into control. You may be corralled in, but you're going to be corralled in because of the detriment of your own choices. Like I'm trying to lead you over here, but if you want to do it your way, then these are the things that's going to happen to you. Or these are the curses that may befall you because of your 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 unwillingness to, to kind of align yourself. Good morning, Marva Marva. Your, your unwillingness to align yourself with the spirit or the, the laws of, of the universe these are the things that are going to happen, but I'm not going to control you because you're not a, you're not a robot. You know, you're being controlled by yourself, you know, which is a whole nother thing we've spoken about in terms of consciousness and, you know, the, the projected body and things like that. So a lot of times what happens is when we're working with energies that are, um, leading us just down the wrong path, what they're doing is they're looking to abscom or they're, they're abscom. They're looking to, um, take over our authority of choice, you know, 
And sometimes that's a relationship. You know, there's spirits come in all different ways. Peace, Ricochet. It's not always something ethereal or, you know, on, from the astral planes that jumps into your, your bed at night or, or whatever starts jumping on you. You know, and sometimes, like I said, a lot of times people, because they're unwilling to be accountable for their own choices, they look for spirits like that. You know, I want to do this, so I peace, Nikki Love. I want to do this, so I want to do that. But the spirits be, be making me do this, or the spirits be taking me here. Those are wicked spirits. Peace, Tareen. Those are wicked spirits that are on you. Because the divine spirit will never seek to control you. Never. Because the divine spirit is trying to invigorate peace, Cassie Durant. The, the divine is trying to invigorate and establish and induce the deity that you are not and the deity is on is you're already being controlled to a degree by your, your struggle against your own body you see so the so the divine that already knows like you're already you already got enough issues just with with physical addictions and insecurities and and, and emotions and and wayward thoughts and things like that so that's not the issue what what the divine is always going to try to do is to establish and induce a new mind inside of you. And it's going to urge you to regenerate your mind based upon these laws, right? Where again, those controlling spirits don't mind. The thought doesn't even come into the picture. It's, it's just do this, go here, give me that, give me that, give me that, give me that. And like I said, sometimes it's not something that's presenting itself as an astral body. Sometimes it's a relationship, you know, and this is an important thing to un understand. You know, again, when we speak about the idea of like an alpha man, you've heard me say that before. It doesn't mean that you're controlling, you know, it doesn't mean that. Um, and I know sometimes some, and I know some women like that too. I know some men like that. They get off on controlling people and they get off on being controlled. And they're both wicked on either side is both wicked. You know, if, if you relinquish peace, Baba Logan, you relinquish your, your power of choice and your pro, your power of, of free thought. That's a wicked thing to do because you're trying to remove yourself from accountability for what it is that you do. And if you're seeking to control, then you're not functioning as, as divine because the divine doesn't control. You see the divine only leads and guides. And that means that sometimes through your, your leading and your guidance, and this happens, this happens all the time. I have had times where men have recommended Anu to their woman and say, hey, that's a good thing for you to learn. Chief, you, yeah, this, that, and third. And then next thing you know, she's looking at him funny because based on what she's learning here, I've had that happen when uh, Solutions for Dysfunctional Family Relationships, when I put that book out. I can't tell you how many sisters were booking sessions with me and saying, I read your book and I, it's wonderful. I love it. It's great. However, it has highlighted some things in my relationship that are not present, but it was my husband who suggested the book to me. Yeah. <laughs> now, now you're in a quandary now. Now you got, now you get a little bit of a quandary, you know? So a lot of times we don't understand the freedom of choice that's present. You know, and what those choices should look like. Peace, Baba Anwar. What those choices should look like. You see. So, what I'm saying in all of this is pursuing the right choices, right, is an exercise of our divinity. And putting ourselves within the presence of good counsel, in the presence of righteous counsel, is an exercise in divinity. Because then you're going to be led by right counsel. But sometimes in relationships, everybody jumped in. Peace, Rosalind. Peace, Pat Minnie. Peace, the precious mom. Um, but that spirit or that energy of control, like I said, a lot of times it's in relationships. A lot of times it's in relationships. And, you know, um, sometimes it's, it's based around... Um, a historical self-perception that we have, you know, sometimes we, we grow up, you know, as, as children where we're not really, you know, taken care of in a way that we feel that we should be, you know, we're not really attended to in the way that we feel that we should be. So the first person who comes along, we marry, <laughs> 
you know, or as men, the first person that comes along, we impregnate because we want to see a pregnant woman again. You know, we want, maybe our mother didn't mother us properly. Maybe she wasn't nurturing. Maybe, maybe she wasn't loving. Maybe she was controlling. So if we can impregnate a woman and we can have uh, that woman now renew that process of raising children and, and have milk just for a moment, even as for, even as for nine months, then we can be the child. So the first thing we're doing, and I don't, I don't mean to, you know, um, be salacious, but I'm going to be direct. You know, one of the first things we want to do after the child is born is we want milk too. Now I'm not, you know, I understand, you know, first of all, that's the best milk to be drinking. And I, and I understand that, um, you know, that sometimes that may just be a part of something that, you know, everybody has their own preferences and inside of inside of the bed but what i'm saying is that a lot of times there's a deep-rooted psychological thing there you see and a lot of times like i said we'll jump into relationships first thing we want to do is impregnate people because we want to remove their power of choice you know we're trying to lock them down or you want to go and get present pregnant peace Ia Aldere. You know, you want to go and get pregnant so you can remove someone else's power of choice or remove your power of choice. All of that is wicked activity. All of it is is, is wicked activity. Um, when you're being led by the divine and when you're being led by the creator, you're going to be given a body of of rules every time. It's just like in Anu, if you read the Anu way, there is a set of rules. It's here, this is what we do. This is what we don't do. This is what the peace Abina. You know, this is this is so there's no you better do this. You got to do this. If you don't do this, this is going to happen because see, a lot of times we're shamed and we're feared out of our power of choice, which, which leads us away from our purpose. Right. How many times is this something that we know to do and we know it's the right thing to do, but all of our family and friends around us ridicule us for that choice? You know, or just don't really see the value on it, in it, or just you know, just feel like we're we're just you know going overboard with it, you know. And and as a result, we say, all right, well, I won't do it. Okay, all right, I won't, you know, I won't do this, or I won't do that, or I won't invest in this, or I won't invest in it, in that, or I won't explore this spiritual tradition or that spiritual tradition because of that level of of pressure that's around. So now I abandon my power of choice because of peer pressure you know peace hope peace you know so i abandon my power of choice because of peer pressure well now i'm abandoning and i want you to understand this peer pressure and if you want to use the term shaitan if you want to use the term ajogan if you want to use the term the devil you want to use lucifer whatever 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 gets you there (laughs) Whatever whatever creates the proper visualization in your mind, you, whatever one you, you need to use is fine. I don't I don't really care, you know. But peer pressure is of those entities. Relinquishing control of your life is of those entities. You see, that's that's where that comes from. When you're functioning and moving within a divine divine direction, it's all urging, leading signs prophecy that's it there's 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 no you know the creator doesn't do that come and get over here the creator doesn't do that now what does that like i said sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night and i can't breathe i can't move you know you have that that sleep paralysis and you can tell that there's a spirit that's jumped on you and you're thinking it's a divine thing and my ancestors came in no and if they did, it wasn't one of the good ones. It was one of your ancestors who were, you know, a rapist or, or one of your ancestors who were a tyrant or just one of your ancestors that w- that was sent by devil, Lucifer, Shaitan, whatever, again, whatever term, Ajogan, ego, the adversary, whatever term works for you. That's what came because the divine does not come like that. Now it's the same thing in the relationship. When you're in a divine relationship, there is no, there are no control mechanisms. They don't exist. Everybody, peace Cordelia, they're doing it. Everyone is is open, and everyone is free to exercise their power of choice. You see that that that's one of the things that signifies the divinity of a relationship. But again, when 
you're in a relationship and it's totally built around the desire for it, then it's going to box off those things. Like I said, I want to, I want to be with a woman because I want to be happy. I'm unhappy. I want to, you know, a house with a picket fence. I want to go move to the suburbs. I want to go live, sleep by the water. I want to live by the water. We could just, you know, we all have our different things that we could just go through. You know, I'm tired of riding this Japanese car. I want to, I want a German car, you know, and I would be happy if I could just, you know, drive down the Ave with this, with this put my hands on some wood grain. I would be happy, <laughs> you know, and whenever those desires are totally saturated by um, a short-term goal or, or any goal, really, if it's, if it's your goal is, is linked and tethered to a desire, you're never going to get it. Never going to get it because, or, or if you do, you're getting it from the wrong place. You're not getting it from the divine. And, and it's only going to be a distraction. Every single time. Sometimes your relationships are a distraction. And you're like, how could this be a distraction? It's what I always wanted. But I got what I always wanted. And I'm still not happy. Because you got to stop wanting. <laughs> you got to stop running around wanting stuff all the time. That's the actual issue. Stop wanting. You know, the only thing that you should have a, a, a hankering or a leaning towards. Or you should be pining for is your next set of directions. Peace of mind. You know, your next set of directions and instructions from the creator. That's it. That's the only thing that you should be pining for. Where should I go next? Because this is what happens sometimes. You have to be ready to to go where the divine leads. And then you have to be ready for the divine to say, all right, now go over here. Your, your, your work is done there. Go here. Right now, when your desire is wrapped up into something, and let's say if you want to, um, I always wanted to work at the airport, right? I, I, airport seems like such an piece, Esme. The airport seems like such an exciting place. I always wanted to work at the airport, and that's where I want to be. That's where I feel like my purpose is. I can meet different people and I can talk to different people and this and that and, and, and engage with them. And you know, you got your whole spiel that you've created for yourself as to why you need to go work in the airport. So you get your job in the, in the airport and you know, the creator says, yeah, that's, that's why I want you. Then the creator says, okay, now I want you to go to work uh, on the bus system. I want you to be a bus driver. And then you start saying, well, that, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Cause I had visions of me working at the airport. You know, and I had visions of me retiring from the airport and and helping people and doing this. And I came to the airport and, yeah, I've talked to people, but I really only had maybe one or two, you know, uh, spiritual or impactful conversations with people. I'm not done yet. My work isn't done. You see. (laughs) Now you're trying to control a vision when the origin, the, the, the originator and the mender of raggedy visions is saying, I didn't, you don't see the whole picture because your desire has created, you know, these blinders and you didn't see like, no, there was a much bigger plan and, and you working at this place or you being in this relationship or taking on this particular title, which you thought made you was only a stepping stone on the way of your making, you know, always remember that, our born, our birth, and our and our and our borning are not the same things, and we're going through a process of of birthing. You know, we're going through a process, and it's a long process. It's a decades long process. Just like when we start to see our our um, ascent into the transition of death, you know, a lot of times it's not immediate, and when it is immediate. And when there is that type of spiritual disruption, there's all kind of rituals and whatnot that we have to do to try to rebalance that. But if there's a car accident or someone is murdered or something like that, and they weren't leading themselves up to murder. But in a natural sense, when there's a natural death, there's a process. We know like yeah, any day now, you know, well, being being birthed is the same thing. It's a process. So sometimes we get to a stage in the process and we feel like this is it. Man, I'm 30 years old. You can't tell me nothing. I'm 40 years old. You can't tell me nothing. I'm 50 years old. You can't tell me nothing. I'm 60 years old. You can't tell me nothing. I'm 70. I've been on this earth for 70 years. 70 years. You can't tell me nothing. 
you know. So we don't realize, no, you're still a part of a process. It's a process that's going on, right? And you're being led through a process if you're a divine person. Peace, peace, plant OG. You know, you're going to be led through a process if you are a divine person. And you shouldn't seek to control that process because you didn't create it. So how could you? Think about when people come into a learning environment. If any of you have ever had to teach or you've ever worked as a um, as a therapist or as a counselor or even as a teacher. And, and you know, you, you had to speak to maybe a person who was trying to get past a point where you are. They were trying to get where you are, you know, or where you've been, rather. It's probably a better way to put it. And you're trying to share the process with them and they're fighting you every way, but they've never even been there. And you're like, well, you, you got to do this, then you got to do that. And you got, well, why can't I do it this way? Why can't I do it that way? See, they're, they're trying to control what the process is, but they're not even the creator of the process, but they recognize it's something they got to go through. And I know that may have all sounded so very confusing to you, you know, because it is very confusing. <laughs> it's very confusing as to why would someone think that way? You know, that, that doesn't that doesn't make sense. You know, it's like giving someone driving lessons. They say, I want my license. I want to drive. You've been driving for 20 years. And you say, OK, I'm going to show you how to drive. And then they get in the car and say, well, can I do it this way? Why can't I do it that way? I want to do it this way. I want to do it that way. You know, and so they have a vision. They have an ideation of what their journey is supposed to be. But yet you're bringing peace, me, myself, and I, or me, myself, and yeah, and I, I said it right. So you have an ideation of what the journey looks like. They have no clue, but they're still trying to control it. Peace, Marjorie. You know, so you have to determine in certain moments of your life, why do I choose? What do I choose? Because ultimately, it's going to be on you. You know, one of the, the, the very important things to think about is this. You may fold into the pressure of the adversary in the form of your mate, in the form of, you know, your parents, in the form of your family, in the form of your friends. You, you might do that. That may happen. But one of the things that you have to, or I would urge you to think about is this. At the end of the night, everybody goes and sleeps in their own bed. And you'll be up mentating and staring at the ceiling and thinking about peace, Alvin Perkins. You'll be staring at the ceiling and saying, I'm not, man, why, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? Or I don't like my life, you know, and, and, you know, I'm not comfortable with the desired outcome that they have for me. And I didn't say that part, you know, I didn't tell them that, yeah, that the choice that you deterred me from it, what you're saying, that's not even something that is for my life, you know? But they sleep comfortably knowing that they've convinced you towards a second, towards a certain direction. And you're the one that has to deal with the accountability and the karma of the road that other people sent you down. You know, and we all come to that that moment of of maturation, you know, willfully, willfully we do. Not everybody does, unfortunately, because um, I have clients who are 78 years old. 70, 80 years old and still talking about their mother and father. You know, well, I was raised like this and it's hard for me to do that. I was raised like that. It were, you were raised like that almost a century ago. <laughs> you know, and you're still holding on to it and you're recognizing that it's not working for you and not realizing that the creator has preserved you for this long so that you can make a different choice. That's what's called grace. You know, I'm going to I'm going to maintain you so you can make a different choice. And a lot of times it's, it's as simple as this. We got to get a grip on reality. It's as simple as that. We got to get a grip on reality. And some people don't have that grip on reality. And a lot of times the people that we're seeking to control us or um, to control don't have that grip. You see, so just like I, I work with with people all the time and sometimes they're like, and sometimes it's a time for sometimes it isn't. But that chief, just tell me what to do. Chief, just tell me what to do. I already told you what to do. Right? We had, we had a discussion like that in a Sabbat meeting. This this last last Sabbat. And a question came like, you know, well, 
what do we do in this case? What do we do in that case? And I said, did you read this thing that I told you to read last Sabbath? Oh, no, I didn't get around to it yet. So you want you want to be able to say that, well, Chief told me to do this. I, I didn't know what to do, right? but I just asked him and he told me to do this. Instead of you reading the material yourself and then now making your own intelligent choice because the material will make you smarter if you read it and, and ingest it. But I don't have to give you a yes or I have to give you a no when I'm leading you because that's what the divine is always going to do. So I'm choosing to, 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 to give you an opportunity to practice on me. You see? So you could practice listening to the divine and, and getting information and getting that character development and then, take, and then making choices based upon that. You could practice on me. Here, here's some information. Here's some gems. Boom, 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 boom. Now, what do you want to do? You see? So when people are, are always trying to um, create these double binds or what we call um, imposed situations, you know, when they're trying to create those type of situations, you know, and sometimes it's an imposition where they're tr you're trying to impose peace, lovely Christ. You're trying to impro impose um, your will upon them. And sometimes they're trying to impose their will for you to control <laughs> on you, believe it or not. And I know that may be hard for some of you to imagine, like some people would seek out control, you know, like that or seek out to be controlled. Um, it, 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 it becomes a double bind because you kind of get caught between a rock and a hard place in, in a sense, you know, but for me as a man and for you as a woman, there's always somebody to lead, you know, whether you're leading junior junior women and children or whether as a man you're leading the entire family or leading a community, your job is not to allow anyone to impose their desire for you to control them. Because in that moment, they're trying to get you to function outside of the framework and the grid of what the divine actually does because of their unwillingness to grip reality. You see, so sometimes we read certain things or we hear certain things and it, it forces us to kind of look at the reality of what our situation is. Sometimes that happens, right? And um, then we have, a, we have to make a decision. But the truth is, you know, we can make decisions that are independent of our fear. Sometimes that fear comes from our historical experience we've been maybe abused you know uh verbally been abused mentally been abused sexually peace allison good morning to you been been abused you know physically and now we're just in a place where man i just keep making wrong decisions i keep or or all of these horrible things just keep happening to me i just need someone to tell me what to do and i'm willing to be humble enough I'm willing to be subservient enough. I will listen if you just tell me what to do. But you know, the whole process of this living and the whole process of life is 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 finding all of the different signs and all of the different information and the intel that the creator has given us so that we can regenerate our own minds. You see, it's not about someone taking your head and saying, oh, hey, go there, go there, you know, and, and moving you around like a robot. It's about how can I renew my mind? How can I regenerate my mind? Because if I can renew my mind, I can't then historically say, well, I've always done this in the past. That's a different person with a different brain. So we're not we're not focused on that, on what you did before. We're focused on what's happening going forward based upon, you know, your, you effectively renewing your mind and renewing who and what you are. And um, that's when you hear me talk about being around a certain caliber of people. Because what you want to do is you want to put yourself in a space where you have relevant options. You know, it's like, well, I could steal the red car or I could steal the blue car. Those might not be the, the options that you want your counsel to to put in front of you, you see. But, you know, when you surround yourself with, pe with spiritual people, you know, I have people around me who, you know, are of different, who are devoted and committed to their different religions and you know, whether their religion is yoga, you know, or their religion is martial arts, you know, or their religion is meditation, you know, peace, mama, shadow book, 
you know, or their or their their religion is whatever it is. But um, there are they they provide a healthy council where they can present different options around me. Now, as a man, when you're managing a homestead, you may not necessarily allow all of those different influences to come into your gate. That's understandable. You know what I mean? Um, but and you might have child locks. On your, on your children's phones and different monitors, but you're not necessarily going to have that on your wife's phone because she's of the age of choice and reason where she gets that. Well, maybe I want to go learn about them. Okay, well, it is what it is. And you may say, but there might be some consequences if you bring this into into the house because some things you might do or some things that are, that are opposed to what you might do might be considered, you know, destructive to your home, let, let's just say. Or it may be considered devil worship. She, you may say the children don't get vaccinations. She may say, well, I read some information that said they should get vaccinations. And, you know, I'm going to bring someone into the house to teach you about vaccinations. Maybe that's that's destructive to what it is that, that we're building here. So then there may be some consequences for that. You know, like, okay, well, you know, you don't, you don't handle the children's medical situation anymore. I'll take them back and forth to the doctor or whatever it is, right? You know, I'm just... I'm coming up with things, but context is, it's all about context. Context is everything. But, um, that's, 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 that's the bulk of what I wanted to give you, man. You know, I see so many of you, when we're speaking about commanding the day and we're speaking about going forward, you're unwilling to make choices. You're unwilling to live out the consequences of those choices because those choices are based upon your own fears and your own history and your own ego and have nothing to do with the divine's vision because you haven't even sat still long enough to receive that vision. And in the the, the in-between time, you know, and in the meantime, between receiving that vision, you have not given yourself an opportunity to explore the, the great content that's in front of you, that the divine has put in front of you to prepare you for the vision. (laughs) I.E. <laughs> the information that I provide again, so many times people say, hey, I had somebody reach out to me the other day. Chief, I need a reading because this, that, that, that and the third. I said, you don't need a reading. I've, I've already taught you on that, that you don't need a reading. You know, peace, Christina. Alafiani. You don't need a reading. Just go back over what I taught you. You sure I don't need a reading? Now, see, now you want to put me in a situation where I'm going to about to make this decision for you that you need to make for yourself. As if I have nothing else to do with my time. Or as if I desire to have that level of spiritual oppression assigned to me. And then now I have to go clean that off later myself. Because now in that moment that I've decided to control you and not help you to renew your mind into a free space... Peace, Josephine Morby, Morsby. Um, now I have to become devil. I have to become adversary. You see? And sometimes we find ourselves doing that in the middle of a discussion when our egos flare up. You ever notice that? You'd be talking to somebody about something and they consistently say the wrong thing. And sometimes they do it on purpose. And the next thing you know, you, you're now going up and you're flared up and like, can't you see this, that, that? I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. You see? And sometimes they'll throw it back at you. I just feel like you're trying to control me. Sometimes people, they do that on purpose. They <laughs> and you got to catch yourself. You got to thank them. Oh, thank you for doing that. Okay, I got it. I had someone say that to me the other day. They told me something that they wanted to do and it was involving me. Um, they wanted me to come in and, and do a presentation with a group of theirs. And then they were like, this is what I envision you doing. And they were like, you could do this, da, da, da. And I said, okay. Um, but actually at, at this point in time, I don't do this particular kind of thing at this point, but this is what I, this is what I can do. This, that, that, that. So I laid it out. This person responded to me and said, I feel like you're trying to control the situation and you're belittling belittling my ideas. I don't even know this person like that. I don't even know him like that, to say something like that. So I just replied and said, um, I have the, no, this is something like, you made me feel small and you're belittling my ideas. I told you what I wanted 
and now you're you're telling me what what you're telling me what you want to do. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's how it goes. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. But um, you know, so I just replied and said, you know, I have the the ability to make you feel something so soon. And I said, you know, I don't think this is I'm, I'm going to be able to service your, your space. But, you know, best of luck to you. Right. So in that moment, they were trying to play a game that they didn't realize I knew already knew how to play and I knew how to shut it down. You see, I know I know how to play that game and I know how to shut it down. So now you're putting me in the dominator seat and I'm not in the dominator seat. In fact, you are <laughs> you're controlling. It's something that you want me to, which I'm doing, was doing for free, by the way, by the way, you want me to come and help your group and work with a group of people and this and that. And you're telling me the way you want me to do it. And I'm telling you, I, that's not actually what I do. This is what I do. So this is, this is what I'm envisioning, how I can help you, how I'm willing to offer my, myself for free. <laughs> this is what I'm, what I'm able to do. And then you try to use a shaming tactic to rally and control me into a particular space. So what I did was said, so I'm, so now I'm making you feel something. I can't make you feel anything. You chose to feel that. Not that I'm saying you really chose it because you're lying. You're trying to control me. But if you did feel it, you chose to feel that way instead of saying, you know what? Thank you. Oh, you, you could have said, okay, cool. Well, can we do a little bit of my stuff and a little bit of your stuff? Like, can we negotiate a little bit of that? Yeah, well, sure. Let's let's talk about it. But instead of doing that, you now said, let me see if <clears throat> I can recreate history with this man. Let's see if I can make this man controlling. You see, because that's my narrative. You know, oh, you know, some people lead with these stories. Every guy I've ever been with has controlled me. Every guy has tried to abuse me or every guy this, every guy that, every guy that. Okay. And a lot of times it's a lie. <laughs> a lot of times it's a lie. And, I, and I'm not negating anybody who's been through it because I've known people who've been through it, been through it. But people also know the power of words and they know when you use certain words, it, it immediately, it corrals you into a certain place. It corners you. If you say, I've been abused. Oh, okay. What happened? You see, but me, I really want to know what happened, what really happened, you know? Um, so yeah, like that, that, that was like, what, that was two days ago. I think something like that. And I, it wasn't a big deal. Like, I don't even care. Like, like, I don't care at all. Like zero. <laughs> it's just that, you know, we're talking about these, these control mechanisms and things like that, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm giving it to you as, as an example, but, um, yeah, there's so many different times where control mechanisms are put in place and you have to be able to see every time it pops up, that's the adversary. That's the adversary. You know, and then you have to be able to distinguish between control and guidance. Like I, like I said, it's two different things. Control and guidance are, are two different things. You know, in my family, I guide. I lead, I guide direct. Controlling people is exhausting. If you ever get caught up in that trick bag, it, it's the worst possible thing. I have been caught up in that trick bag. I'm telling you, it's the worst possible thing to get caught up in. Because sometimes people trick you into controlling them. One of the ways they do that is by playing dumb. You know, or uh, by playing the, the, the perpetual victim. You say, hey, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to knock this out. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. And then the person does a, a half behind job. And you say, wait a minute, I, I know you could do better than that. What happened? I don't know. I, just, I don't know. Well, talk to me. What's going on? <laughs> and they start doing things to pull your energy like a demon. Well, no, come on. Or they'll say something, and then they'll respond, and then they'll give you a convoluted sentence. You know, well, I just feel like, peace, Tanika. I mean, I never asked to do any of this. They'll say something like that, something crazy. What do you mean you never asked? You, you signed up for this. This at that. Now, instead of you just pouring into them and they just love, they're getting fed the whole time. You know, a lot of times people who are not control mechanisms, they, 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 they mumble a lot. They, they mumble and they, they use a lot of convoluted sentences. They speak under their breath. Um, 
it's hard to get their attention. Like literally, it's physically hard to get their attention. You'll call them and they're like, take the because they want you to call them again. Give me some more energy. Give me, give me, give me. They find all of these different ways to chip at your aura to get energy. Peace, Gideon, Scott. They have all these different ways to chip, to chip, to chip, to chip, to chip, to chip, to chip. And what you're not realizing is that now you're you're engaged. They're controlling you, and they they're they're getting ready to transfer that spirit of control to you. So before you know it, you're going to be chasing behind them. Hey, what, what's going on with you today? You feeling better today? What's happening? Hey, I got this for you. Come on, we're going to do it. We're going to do it like this today, right? We're going to do better today. We're going to do it. Da, 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 da. I guess. I don't know if you say so. All right. And then eventually it'll be, you know what? Just tell me what to do. I'll just do it. I don't know. I, I can't. I don't understand it. Now you're controlling them. Right. Hope. Exactly. Emotional manipulation. You see? And once you get into that space... You'll be completely exhausted. I see educators go through that all the time in the classroom. They'll have one one or two children who are like that. And the children, they act up to get that level of attention. You see? And then what happens, the teacher, within three days, the whole class is about this. these one or two, sometimes just one. One student and all the ones who are doing what they're supposed to do are completely ignored. <laughs> All right, y'all, everybody go work on your worksheet. You know, you finish up your worksheet. <laughs> and then they go over to them. How you doing today? Hey, everything okay? Okay, I see you didn't touch the worksheet, you know. It's all, it's all, it's all tools of control, and it's all devilish, and it's all shaitanic, and it's all luciferian. <laughs> it's all that. Peace, Christina Russell. Yeah, 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 you know. Um, <laughs> fell suckle for that, huh? Cause yeah, yeah, it's we've all gotten a lot of times tripped up into that. Like I said, I've been tripped up to, into it before because you know people who are controlling they look for weaknesses, they look for openings. They'll say, "Oh, chief likes to help people. That's how I'm gonna get in. I'm gonna I'm gonna play helpless, you know." And through seasoning and through maturation, now I'm like, I, I see it. I, you know, you ain't you ain't gonna catch me with that. You know, you, you gotta you gotta be aware of your vulnerabilities. You have to be aware of where the holes in your armor are. That's an important part of being a healer and just being an adult. We all have ways that we get in. Like I said, some people grew up abused. You can a lot of times if you if you get a little bit of inkling about psychology, you know, you can look at a person and tell, you know, just by the way they sit. You know, when I when I'm in a space and I see a person cannot keep their hands from in front of their genitals. I already know, okay, this person has got some vulnerability issues, you know, whether they're always crossing their, their, their legs or when they sit down, they, you know, sometimes put their hands like this in between their legs or, okay, yeah, their weak spot. It could have been some sexual abuse there, it could have been, you know, but there's a vulnerability there, you know, or you start talking and they're immediately like this, especially if they're, if they're, they're holding themselves like this but grasping onto their, their uh, tricep. That's another thing. Sometimes you'll see that or, or they put their hands inside like this and hold themselves like that. It means something else, you know? So for me, I, I like to study those type of things and I look, okay, I see the way you're, you're hugging yourself or the, the way you're rocking back and forth or this one went to go take a shower and they took an hour long shower. They just want to stay in that, that warmth for an hour. Okay. Mama, mommy didn't hug you, huh? Mama didn't, mama didn't give you no hugs when you were a little boy or your little girl. So you, you're in that shower for an hour, you know, trying to get that warmth, wound feeling again. You know, it's all kind of different things. Now, you have some people who, like me, can read stuff like that. And then what happens is they start to see how, they, how, they, how they're going to they're gonna um, weave themselves into the situation. <laughs> you know, so um, just always be... Like I said, just know the distinguisher between the adversary and the divine. One controls, one leads. Doesn't matter how powerful your God is. If it's a real um, divine God coming from the real lineage of God. It's not something that was made up on the earth, you know, by, by people. If it's coming from the real lineage of, of God, it, it leads. Because it only wants, like I say in our new, we only want the special ones. Now, what do I mean by that? That coincides with when I say the wise only need a hint. 
So when I knew, I'm going to give you information here. Boom, 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 boom. Now, what you do with it is up to you. But based upon that determines if you're going to be here or not. Sometimes I get people who come up and they say, I want to apply for new. But I got to tell you now, Chief, I'm going to be a headache. I'm a headache because I could be hard-headed. And I said, get lost. I don't want you to apply. I tell somebody that it was less than seven days ago. They were like, yeah, I know I could be a heartache. I could be a lot to deal with. Then you're not going to make it. So don't even waste your time applying. Who's got time to deal with your headache? Like, honestly, (laughs) who's got time for that when you when you're nation building? Nobody has time to deal with your nonsense, you know. So the wise only need a hint. You know, here, this is what we're doing. If you if you feel it, if you feeling it like we feeling it, come on. If you ain't feeling it, that's okay. Go somewhere else to where you are feeling the frequency. But this is how the divine does things. You see, like I tell you, character can't grow underneath submission. That's not how character grows. Or underneath oppression, excuse me. It can grow under submission, but not oppression. You know, if I say, hey, every day you wake up at 7, you know, brush your teeth, take a shower, uh, make your bed, you know, prepare your breakfast, clean up, shine your shoes, this, stuff like that. That doesn't build character. It, it may make you a more disciplined person. It may make you a more honest person. It's not going to make you more honorable, and it's not going to instill character and integrity into you. You see, that happens within a community when you're giving the freedom of choice to pursue character cultivation. All right, so that's all I wanted to share with you, and willfully that 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 helps you with all this stuff that we've been talking about, you know, and being able to distinguish because some of you might be caught up in that trick bag already, you know, and, and if you are, then uh, you got to work your way out of that. What on, on either side, whether you have a controlling mate, whether you are controlling your mate, um, sometimes you might have a child that's laughing at you behind your back because <laughs> they got you running ragged. You know what I mean? Trying to get them to do this and sign them up for that and sign them up for that. And they're just like, you know, my parent doesn't even know who I am, you know. And they're just keeping you occupied with with trying to control their future, you know. But um, maybe you can take some time today and kind of lean back and and just look at maybe situations you may be in um, that that are like that. And, And, you know, we can start we can start working you up out of that (laughs) because you ain't gonna make it moving around you already know the fate of shaitan you already know what shaitan shaitan is ego and ego doesn't renew ego stays the same and it crustates so if the whole goal is to renew your mind and regenerate your thinking and regenerate your thoughts then that is the exact opposite of what set does or what shaitan does Shaitan says, don't renew thought, keep it as it is and just and just make it harder and, and make it more uh, solidified. You see, so we'll work on it together. All right, everyone. <laughs> be well today and uh, be safe. Like I say, love somebody, inspire somebody, protect somebody. All right, everyone. Chief Yah. Peace, 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 peace.